All right, welcome to You Heard It Here, a podcast where we talk about our thoughts on current popular music and events. My name is Devin, and once again, Kevin is out. Uh, he's still gone. He'll be back for he'll be back for the next episode. But um, since he's not here, we're gonna continue on where we left off last time. Uh, if you missed last week's episode, I talked about my uh, my background in music up through grade school. If you want to hear that, go and check it out before you watch this one. Just just chronologically, that that makes sense. So yeah, this week I'm going to be finishing off this this musical journey. We're going to talk about how my tastes have changed throughout my uh, my college years. So for today's breakdown, I think two longer segments is uh, is fitting. And I'm going to highlight two key albums in my growth. Because of the Internet by Childish Gambino and Know Now by Clarence Clarity. So last episode, we left off with yours truly headed to UGA orientation. It was here that my orientation leader introduced me to um, 3005, which was Childish Gambino's single off of his newest project because the internet and I was basically just just hooked immediately when I got back home I bought the album which I I'd never done that was the first album I ever bought and I essentially just just played it on endless replay uh for those who don't know Childish Gambino is the the musical voice of writer actor and comedian Donald Glover who is known for his work writing for 30 Rock and uh, for his acting role in the community. So Gambino's album just, just stuck with me especially because um, it seemed like we had similar upbringings. He was just a black kid who grew up in the suburbs who didn't really fit in because he was too white. Uh, that, that sounds pretty familiar probably if you listened to last week's episode. He he spoke on the things that I had to go through personally, um, not just fantasies that I thought would be cool to live in, or even, you know, life in the streets, which I had no experience in. Being nervous and vulnerable were common themes in his music, which hit home for me and was a big step away from what I had thought. You know, basically all of rapping was about the, the, the confidence and the, the swagger, if I if I may say, uh, Gambino wasn't really about the braggadocious style. So for the rest of the summer, I spent my time online on just music forums, uh, theory crafting about the lyrics of of his album. Through this, I found Rap Genius, which was basically a lyrics website that allowed users to put in their own meaning to the to the song. Um, recently, it has it has dropped the rap part and just become genius because it it now extends that far. It basically all the lyrics are on all the lyrics are on genius. So with rap genius, I finally found a place where I could get recommendations that I was excited about, um, and this led me to more conscious artists or more conscious hip hop artists at least. Uh, such as Kendrick Lamar, your J. Coles, your Danny Browns, 
really big names that I uh, that I just completely missed in high school somehow. So my first semester at UGA was was really just spent trying to catch up on all the great music that I missed. Uh, I try to be knowledgeable on anything that's post 2010, and that basically uh, got me the reputation as as you know the music guy in my in my friend group. With you know with the influence that I that I felt I had on my friends, uh, I became a bit of a bit of a music elitist and often would would think less of people who weren't who weren't uh, as woke as me. Yeah, and it was just a really a really bad mind state to be in. Uh, but luckily, I I think I realized it myself. Uh, I just realized how how toxic that that mind state was for for me and those around me. So I, you know, began taking steps to to improve my outlook on on different types of music. This led me to to seek music reviewers online that stepped out of just hip hop. It was then that I happened upon Anthony Fantano, aka The Needle Drop, aka the internet's busiest music nerd. And uh, he reviewed just a wide array of albums and has a really respected opinion in the music industry. I trusted his opinion as well. And basically every month, Anthony releases a list of albums that he loved. Uh, no Now is on that list, so I decided to give it a listen. Before I go in depth with No Now, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'll be back in a flash. Before I talk about how it impacted me, let me give a little background on No Now. Um, the artist Clarence Clarity is a young, up-and-coming British pop producer, and No Now was his his debut full-length album. It's a glitch pop and R&B album that makes heavy use of um, the wall of sound that was popularized by Phil Spector. The vocals aren't, you know. In most, in most songs, the vocals are mixed very high. They take the forefront of uh, what's going on. But, but for Clarence Clarity, uh, the vocals pretty much mixed in at the same volume as the rest of the voices. Uh, uh, this allows like the instrumental to take center stage. And for me, this works. So this works on two levels for me. Because you can definitely go through the whole album without listening to any of the lyrics and still come away liking the album, uh, just just based on feel and sound alone. The way the way Clarence does his lyrics also lends itself to make it sort of difficult to decipher what he's saying. Um, his his vocals are slathered in effects. Yeah, so so it's really hard to just piece together what he's saying on, on the first listen through or second or third. But when you do, 
when you do dive into the lyrics and you know you check your rap genius to to see what he's really saying uh the lyrics also have uh, a much deeper meaning dealing with religion and um morality and death for me this was the first non-hip-hop slash rap album that i listened to all the way through completely opened my eyes to to other genres of music uh namely pop a lot of psych psychedelic music psych rock psych pop and and uh even back to jazz ironically enough it took a really obscure album that few people have ever heard of uh, to break me out of my my elitist mindset. This album led me to some of my favorite artists uh, right now. Tame Impala, Unknown Mortal Orchestra, and Kamasi Washington. If, if because the internet made me aspire to be a student of hip-hop, uh, no now is that for all of music. And with my new ways of, of finding music, consuming a mass amount of music was a lot easier. And because I was trying to be um, knowledgeable on basically all genres, I ended up taking a crash course in the, in the history of rock music. So I kind of made it back full circle. Um, if you listen to the last episode of middle school, I pretended to, to be interested in classic rock. And now I, I actually am. I really want to... At, at that point, I thought that was the weakest... Um, my weakest area, music-wise. So I wanted to be more aware of the, the history of that, that genre. Yeah, so coming out of that class, uh, I got introduced to Radiohead and Weezer. And I had... I got a lot more knowledge on the Beatles, which I'd obviously heard of, but didn't really know much about them. Yeah. At this point, we've basically reached the present. Um, I'm still trying to expand my range while while at the same time trying to get deeper into to genres that I'm already familiar with. And um, it really all began from that random pop album I decided to listen to one day. So yeah, I hope you you now have a new understanding of why music is important to me and how I've, how I've formed my taste over the years. We should be returning to our normal, our normal type of episodes, you know. Kevin will be back. Yeah, as always. Email us at you heard it here, 4290 at gmail.com. And since you're listening to us now, you know, you can find us on Podbean at You Heard It Here. So thanks again for listening and have a good day. Bye. Slowed up, got enough work to last the whole damn night.